Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages. Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy, sweet couple who loved each other so very much. A long time ago, in a village, somewhere in Tamil Nadu, there lived a monkey. There was once a man, tall and handsome, who met a, a woman, beautiful and elegant, and they fell in love with each other. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. I fell in love with Jack Frost one winter. It's true. He's just like you think he would be. Blue eyes that sparkled like ice in moonlight. A white puff of hair and long, fine fingers. I saw him one night when he was drawing on my window, large ferns of frost that sprouted from the corners and closed over the glass like a curtain slowly being pulled. I glimpsed his smile, and in that moment, I desperately wanted to meet him. As the morning light crept across the frozen world, I pulled on my boots, snow pants, coat, gloves. Then rummaging in my summer things, I found a bottle of half-used bubbles and slid that in my pocket. I could feel the fingers of cold reaching through the door as I touched the doorknob, unlocked the bolts, and stepped outside. The cold wrapped around my exposed face as I stood for a moment puffing white breaths like a dragon in the morning air. The first rays of sun were catching the snow on the trees and carpet of white on the lawn, sparkling golden. The first story for this episode is by Donna Washington. She takes us to a warmer place where the first frogs of the world long to meet someone as well. This is her telling of the Frogs King. Way back in the beginning of time when the world was young, Naomi the Creator was busy creating the world. He wandered through the plains, through the jungles, and every now and again he would stop and make an animal. He picked up a big piece of clay. Made a huge round body, four legs, a long trunk, little tusks. He called him Elephant, and he kept on going. He picked up another piece of clay, made a long neck, little head, long legs, little tail, giraffe. Put him down, kept on going. He got to a great big pond, and he thought, I'll make a special animal for this pond. He reached down and picked up a piece of clay. He shaped the back. And then he pulled out four webbed feet. A huge smiling mouth. Two bulgy eyes. He called him Frog and put him down. Now Frog was a very carefree animal. He sang, he hopped, he ate bugs. One day... One of the little frogs looked around and said, Hey, we don't have a king. He bumped the one sitting next to him and said, We don't have a king. And that one said, Yeah, we don't have a king. Pretty soon all the frogs were complaining that they didn't have a king. The land animals had the lion. The ants and the bees, they even had queens. But who did the animals that lived both on the land and on the water have? 
No one. They turned their eyes upward. Naomi! But the sky god was busy. He hadn't quite finished creating the world. Excuse us! He was still busy. Yoo-hoo! Naomi looked down. Oh, the frogs, what can I do for you? We don't have a king. I know. But we want a king. You don't need a king. But we want one. Look, I'm very busy. I don't have time to stop and make a whole new animal. But we want a king. Uh, frogs, just go back to your pond. And Naomi walked away. The frogs were angry. How dare Naomi treat them like that? Well, they'd show him. Every frog began to sing. All the different frog voices. <laughs> Loud and long, all across the land. None of the animals could sleep. None of the animals could think. They all turned their eyes to Naomi and said, Please give them a king. Naomi went back to the frogs and he said, Okay, okay, you made your point. Go to sleep. In the morning you will see your king. The little frogs were very excited. They went right to sleep. Now, Naomi did not really have time to make a whole new animal. So he just reached down into their pond and pulled out a great big rock. He made it into the shape of a frog and stuck it in their pond. In the morning, they saw their king. He was bigger than they were. They liked that. He sat very still in the water. They liked that too. They sang songs to their king, ate bugs in his honor, and danced before him. One day, Two little frogs were playing. They weren't looking where they were going. And one of them landed right on the king's head. <gasps> they all took a breath. <gasps> they all stepped back. <gasps> they were waiting for the king to do something. But the king was a big rock. He couldn't do anything. Hey. One of them picked up a great big flipper full of mud. <laughs> Hit the king right in the face. <gasps> they took a breath. <gasps> they stepped back. <gasps> they waited for the king to do something. The king was a big rock. He couldn't do anything. Hey! The little frogs got angry. They grabbed hold of the king. They knocked him over. They buried him in the mud. They went back to Naomi. Naomi! He was still busy. Excuse us! He was still busy. Yoo-hoo! Naomi looked down. It was the frogs. He said, now what? They said, we want... A king. He said, I gave you a king. We didn't like that one. Naomi looked over. There was nothing there. He said, where is the king I gave you? They said, we buried him in the mud. I see. Why? Because he didn't do anything. We want a king that does things. Very well, said Naomi. Go to sleep, and I promise you, in the morning, you will have a king does something. The frogs are very excited. They went right to bed, and Naomi spent that night making a very special animal. He picked up a great big piece of clay, <laughs> pulled out a huge body, <laughs> a long tail, <laughs> four legs, <laughs> a long face. He kept going till right before the sun came up, and then he placed it in their pond. In the morning, they saw their new king. He was bigger than they were, just like the old king. He sat very still in the water, 
just like the old king. But he was very different from the old king. This king actually did something. He ate frogs. The frogs were so frightened of him, they never asked for anything else. And to this day, Crocodile is still king of the frogs. And that is the story of the king of the frogs. The Story Story Podcast would like to make a public service announcement, reminding that while many stories encourage kissing or even marrying various animals, please do so with caution. Many wild animals do not like to be kissed and might respond by biting, scratching, or licking. If you feel the urge to kiss a wild animal due to suspicion they are really nobility under a spell, please follow these two simple steps to establish whether or not they are enchanted or just creatures who look like people. First, lose something you need. A golden ball or arrow are popular choices and wait for creature to retrieve said object. Second, try talking to them. Any clear speech should indicate some sort of transformation. If you have married a real frog by mistake, please care for your amphibian spouse as well as you can until they hop away. It's the least you can do for making it wear that tiny tuxedo and adorable top hat during the wedding. My boots crunched and squeaked through the snow, and I found what I was looking for. A branch bending under the weight of snow just at eye level. I took the bottle of bubbles from my pocket, and I pulled off one of my gloves with my teeth, the cold wrapping around my hand like a freezing handshake. Twisting off the cap, I swished the wand around in the bubbles and soap, and then pulling it out gently blew a few bubbles right onto the snow on the branch. Two of them popped, but three sat there perfectly, little domes resting on the snow. I put the wand in the bottle, screwed the cap back on, and hurriedly pulled my glove on before my fingers froze. In the morning light, I stared at the bubbles sitting and waited. The frost began to creep up the edge of the bubbles, fingers of it moving across the surface until the bubbles turned into little frozen domes. In the sunlight, I saw Jack's face almost invisible, smiling, looking like a glass shadow. I pulled off my glove again and blew bubbles in the air. The orbs floated for a moment, and then mid-air they became frost. Circles of frost that drifted to the ground and shattered with gentle blinks. I laughed and whispered, again please, and blew bubbles until my lips were frozen, watching as each one froze in the cold morning drifted to the ground and shattered. When I finally put the bubbles away and pulled my glove on to go inside, I stood still for just a moment. It could have been that I imagined it, but I felt a cold kiss on my cheek, and the icicles chimed as a light wind blew Jack Frost away and back to his work. The second story for this episode is told by Jenny Cargill-Strong, a storyteller from Australia, and she tells the story, Never Give Up. Never Give Up. In Russia, there was once a farmer having a terrible morning. She had milked the cow, separated the cream from the buttermilk, poured the buttermilk into a bucket and the cream into the wooden butter churn, and she was about to churn the butter. 
She did that by swishing the plunger up and down and up and down. But just then she heard her baby wailing like his heart was going to break. She quickly ran back to the house, leaving the lid off the butter churn. The mother found her baby was cutting a new tooth and needed changing. Meanwhile, the cooking fire had gone out, so the bread in the oven was ruined because it would only rise with steady heat. The mother had just finished settling her baby, making a fresh bread dough and getting the fire good and hot in the oven going again when she heard a commotion outside. Her young son had gone to feed the pig, but it had charged at him, hurt the boy's foot and broken out of the sty and was now eating the corn in the garden. With all that going on, the farmer got so distracted she forgot all about the cream that needed churning. Meanwhile, not far from the barn lived a speckled frog called Lettuce. She loved hunting for bugs in the barn. Lettuce was having a great time hopping about, chasing her dinner, when suddenly she fell off the shelf and down into that churn full of cream. The churn had steep, slippery sides, and no matter how hard Lettuce struggled, she just couldn't get out. Oh no, I'm doomed, she heard herself cry. Then she heard her auntie's strong voice inside her head. Never give up, my darling. Something good will happen. So the little frog pretended her cheerful aunt was with her, encouraging her along. She said to herself, Soon the farmer will come back and all will be well. Keep swimming. But the farmer didn't come back. Hours passed. Lettuce's legs began to ache unbearably. Oh, it's hopeless. The farmer will never come back. I will just die trying anyway. I may as well just let go and drown. Then Lettuce pictured her family weeping when they discovered that she was dead. And again she heard her aunt's voice in her head. Now, Lettuce, I know your legs are aching, but just keep your mind off that somehow. I know you can do it. Come on, sweetie, just a bit longer. So bravely, Lettuce kept swimming. She swam and swam around in circles. To keep herself from thinking about the pain in her legs, she sang herself a happy song. Five little speckled frogs sat on a speckled log, eating some most delicious bugs. Yum, yum. One jumped into the pool where it was nice and cool. Then there were four green speckled frogs. Glug, glug. When Lettuce got tired of that, she thought up a new game. She would swim ten laps around the bucket in one direction, and then she'd switch and go the other way. Next, Lettuce told herself stories to keep her from giving up. If I just keep swimming, something good will happen. Hour after hour, the little frog swam around and around, beating the creamy milk with her webbed feet. All of a sudden, when her strength had nearly gone, her foot struck something solid. It was butter. Lettuce had churned the cream into butter. She kept on swimming, though her legs ached so much it was as if they were on fire. 
until the entire bucket of cream had turned to firm, creamy butter. Then, just as she heard the farmer coming back, using every last bit of her strength, Lettuce leapt from the butter churn onto the barn floor. The little frog dragged herself painfully back to the pond and then sank gratefully back into the water. All her relatives crowded around and asked her, Where have you been? And why are you covered in butter? And why do you look so exhausted? Imagine how amazed they were when they heard her story. As for the farmer, when she looked into the butter churn, she got quite a surprise. She saw all the things knocked over on the shelf, and then the buttery frog-shaped footprints and puzzled over that for days. When she finally worked out what had happened, she wasn't sure whether to laugh or cry. I hope you liked this old Russian tale. For a pot full of butter, I'll tell you another. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at storystorypodcast.com forward slash episode 37. Show the love. Find Donna Washington and Jenny Cargill Strong on Facebook and the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. The story from Donna Washington was off her CD, Live and Learn, Exploding Frog and Other Stories. And the story by Jenny Cargill Strong was from her CD, Reaching for the Moon and Other Wisdom Tales. You can find those through their websites or find links at storystorypodcast.com. In fairy tales, the magic number is three. So I have three things for you to do. One, like and rate the show on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Two, join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox, plus news and other storytelling-related goodness. Three, consider becoming a supporter. For as little as $4 a month, the cost of a wind-up toy frog, you help support the podcast and will get access to a story story short. The story story short for this episode is by Alton Chung, and it is a live recording of him telling the peasant's bell. It is a great demonstration of live storytelling. You can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com. And a thank you as big as a winter snowfall to those who are donating. If you would like to stay connected, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. Please come say hello. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. Next episode, small animals put in tight spots, use their wits to escape, and one even finds his happy place. I hope you'll join me again, and until then, live happily ever after. The wedding lasted for seven days. I know. I was there. I would cross 27 countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog princess. But that's a story for another time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go sing with the fairies. Just because a story is strange mistake. It can also 
be true.